Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Hey, it's Lombardi Line as we welcome you back on a Friday. Hope you're having a great day as we head into the weekend. Not quite summer. What is it, Michael Lombardi? Summer begins officially, I think, the 20th, somewhere in there of June. So we're on our way. Uh, Of course, tonight, a big night, NBA, uh, Philly, Atlanta, and then Utah in the clip. Tonight's all about basketball and stakes. And also here in town, uh, NHL, you know, Cheryl. Golden Knights? Uh, Yeah, well. You got them, yeah. And Cheryl, my neighbor, she got her nails painted VGK. So she came out and her her assessment tonight was. Is that too much information for us? Well, her assessment today was, I'm feeling very hopeful. I said, I'm feeling hopeful for you, Cheryl. We'll get into that coming up later. Hey, I wanted to ask you, did you see what happened in Dallas? How about Rick Carlisle, who who's going to be unemployed as long as he wants, right? He 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 resigned or decided to step away from the Mavs job after 13 years, of course, won the title in 2011. Um, it, interesting with Carlisle, he was young when he was the Pistons head coach. And at the time, Dumars was general manager. They did make the change that ended up winning a championship, which was Larry Brown at the time. But Carlisle got wonderful. Uh, it was a learning opportunity. Remember, prior to that, Michael, he was on the Celtics staff. And guess what? The Celtics do have an opening, but he's out with the Mavs. You know, there was some talk that he was going to take the Pacer job as become the president. But I think the Pacers are a little bit of in limbo right now. I mean, you know, their owner 
the Simon brothers have they're, they're in the mall business, which is not a great business to be in in the last year. Yeah. Uh, because of COVID, so I think financially, yeah, I think the the Pacers are looking for somebody that maybe will get have get fired or have severance coming to them, and then they can bring that coach in. I don't think Carlisle's going there. I know Brad Stevens and Rick Carlisle are very close friends. That certainly would be an option, I think, for him to go there. But there's a lot of shifting in the NBA. I think there's a lot of shifting. I mean, Jason Kidd, you you, you know that Dirk Nowitzki loves Jason Kidd. He was just named special advisor today to the Dallas Mavericks. He's going to help Mark Cuban on this search. He loves Jason Kidd as a player and as a person. So I think Kidd, Kidd interviewed for the job as an assistant on Rick Carlisle's staff two years ago before he went to the Lakers. So I think he'll certainly be in play there in in Dallas. I think he's in play in Orlando if they want him. And what would you think about in New Orleans getting off a coach one year in? That's tough for the front office in Griffin. Yeah. Stan Van Gundy out after a year. I I was told during the year that Stan wasn't happy, that Stan – you know, would rather go back to television, that it wasn't, you know, dealing with COVID, dealing with the players, dealing with everything was not exactly the most comfortable thing for Stan Van Gundy. I think he probably regretted the decision going back. So that didn't surprise me at all that I had heard during the year that he was unhappy. And I think he wants to go back to television. It is it is wild. By the way, Dirk is going to advise the Mavs, help with their with their search. It, all y'all have to do, if you haven't heard the story, just uh, Google Bob Bolgaris, who's a professional handicapper back in the day, was added to that front office, as you know, Michael, and has become a close confidant of the owner in Cuban. Yeah. It seems like there's some strife. Anytime it starts at the top, where there's consternation, it's like it'll. I think what their 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 most important priority here is protecting Luca. They have maybe a, a historic yeah. player on their hands at 22 years old. Yeah, and, you know, Donnie Nelson had been there for so long and drafted Luka. He was the vision behind Luka. It's surprising to see him go, but I think, obviously, sometimes change in organization is for the better, you know, and sometimes you get stale in what you do, and I think that ultimately the Mavericks have to kind of reconfigure their team. I mean, they were not. The pieces around, uh, let's be real candid here, the pieces around Luka were not impressive at all. So we've got Orlando open. You mentioned the Pacers are open, which we've been discussing uh, for a while now. Terry that we knew- Stott could be a guy there. He could be a guy there. You've got the Celtics open. You've got New, New Orleans becomes such a fascinating job because of the piece there and Zion, who yeah. was otherworldly this year. So there's some interesting job openings here. There is, and it's going to be the, you know, again, it's got to be the right mix, the right balance, the right guy to come in and be able to command the room. I mean, I think that's critical in the NBA. you got to command the room. you got to be able to get the player's attention because there's going to be moments where, you know, their, their, their patience level, their interest level, should I say, goes up and down. And, of course, Portland open as well. So many openings uh, we shall see as those dominoes start to fall. But I thought interesting with Rick Carlisle after 13 years, known as a, a great coach, maybe doesn't get along great with the younger player. We shall see. It's the Lombardi line. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Uh, this is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. So yesterday, Michael, we talked about a quarterback situation in Chicago, which is completely set. No need for competition when you have Andy Dalton. No that, need. That, that, and nope. just, just a culture of winning and toughness there with Matt Nagy and the Bears at seven and a half on the board. Well, Kyle Shanahan hints that Trey Lance 
certainly has starting ability. That's why they drafted him. He said, quote, I definitely see uh, it as Jimmy the starter, but if Trey's ready to compete, I have no problem with it. I don't sit there and say, hey, we're not going to play a rookie quarterback. We have to rest him for the year. If he comes in and he's playing at a high level, I think he gives us the best chance. We wouldn't hesitate to do that. The odds quickly, and I'll let you run with this. Garoppolo, week one starter, minus 250, big-time favorite. Trey Lance, plus 190. So he's leaving it open, whereas Nagy shut the door. Which I think is, you know, again, I think Kyle's smart in saying, look, he's not giving Jimmy the job and he's not guaranteeing anybody anything. He's saying we're going to have an open competition in a nice way. Now, I think, that, you know, I, I think that that's the way you should approach it, especially when your quarterback's coming off of an injury. You know, he's had some durability issues. Yes, he led you to a Super Bowl two years ago, but two of the three years he's had durability issues. So for Kyle to say anything less than that, I think he's wrong and he's smart. He wants competition. Look, when you can create competition at the quarterback position, when you don't have a lock starter, when you don't have somebody that you're getting, Russell Wilson, you don't need to create competition in Seattle. He's going to come in and play hard. But when you have some doubt, when you have that if question mark, you've got to create some competition because what you don't want is comfort. Now, do I think it's going to be too hard for him to play right away, Trey Lance? Yeah. I mean, he played 19 collegiate games. He's thrown the least amount of passes of any first-round quarterback in the history of the NFL. I think it's going to take them a little bit of time. I think all these mini camps, you know, two or through five interceptions, this quarterback had a bad day. I, I think, I think to me, if I don't read that a quarterback's struggling in the mini camp, then he's not growing because they just not going to come in and take this league over. This isn't easy. The defenses are going to play different combination coverages. It's going to games moving faster. You got to play faster. You got to think faster. It's going to take some time to develop. Now in Miami with Tua. You know, a guy throws five interceptions of practice. Well, you know, you got to watch it on the tape to see if it's all on him. That's the one to me that I'm find interesting. Can Jacoby Brissett challenge him? Or are they going to let Jacoby Brissett challenge him? Because I was told reliably that I think Jacoby Brissett thinks he can beat him out. Michael, it's the fifth year at the helm for Shanahan. Coming off a disappointing 6-10 and 10 season. But injuries obviously played heavily into that. Um, they do draft Trey Lance here, but they're going to get obviously Bosa back and others. Where are you right now? As we said, now this can change, but it's June 18th. Where are you right now in this 49er team, which we can throw up their numbers as well. I think, you know, to me, so much of it is on injury. And I think to me, DeMarco Ryans is the wild card for me. You know, I, I felt like, and I know this is going to sound pe petty, but I felt Salai's scheme was holding him back. I thought he was just too much the same thing. Never changed. He did his thing. It was one front, one coverage. Play what they did. Now they altered a little bit during the season when they lost their corner. I think they need some multiplicity within their defensive front. When they're not as dominant up front, when they don't have those guys, you know, they lose the, the Buckner. You know, Solomon Thomas was never the great player. But when they start to lose some of the elements of what they do, D4 didn't play as much as they needed him to. Kinlaw wasn't ready to play. You know, Bosa's hurt. So Armstead's a good player, but all of a sudden he's the only player. I think to me, a lot of it is what Ryan's does with that defense. And can they cover man-to-man -man if they want to engage in a man-to-man -man game? You know, I do think they'll be good on offense because Kyle's very good. They'll throw the football effectively. 
They'll be able to run the ball, which is what he's always been able to do. Conference is tough. There's no denying it. How good is Arizona? I don't know. Can Seattle duplicate what they did last year? We shall see. San Francisco's going to be right in it. A lot of it's going to come down to the health of their team. And so far, based on the offseason, they haven't been able to stay healthy. Yeah, the health scares you, right? Even like a D4. Yeah. Coming back, Bosa coming back from the ACL. Kinlaw taking a step, a, a step in his a sophomore year. I mean, there's some there are some question marks. I mean, they're stacked at running back. But wide receiver, I mean, I, I don't know if you would, Ayuk, second year, Debo Samuel, injuries have been a concern, Richie James, Sanu, Jalen Hurd. It's not overwhelming as far as talent. We understand the tight end position. Yeah, but when they, here's where they're really good, Patrick, is when they get Ayuk on the field, Debo Samuel, and Kittle. Now they're in base personnel. And they got Moset, Moset, and the fullback in the game. Mm-hmm. They're in base personnel. If you go to nickel against them, they'll run you out of it. And they are so fast in base. They're so fast in their base defense that they become a matchup problem. And they get him under center, and all of a sudden they have the world at their, at their ability. They can do whatever they want to do. you know. And so they can create some problems for you. And I think to me... I think when they're when they are when they have their two receivers and their tight end when Kittle's healthy with with their ability to play fast and to be explosive and to create matchups that's when they are at their best. And you you mentioned the fullback Uzcheck. I just I like Shanahan being old school. They gave a big contract to Uzcheck cuz they use that. They utilize yeah. the fullback. Right. And and so they utilize the fullback. They're able to get something out of them. I think they obviously they would like to use a second tight end. Will they have one on the team? They drafted Charlie Warner in the sixth round last year. To, can he come through? You know, they signed Michael Pruitt from Tennessee. Can he come through? You know, that's going to be the question mark. Are they going to be good enough to get another tight end on the field when they don't want to be in two backs, when they want to be in one back and they want to go to 12 personnel? You know, and they signed Travis Benjamin, who was a really explosive outside receiver for the Browns when Shanahan was there. Then, you know, he went to Atlanta and Benjamin went to San Diego and then the Los Angeles Chargers. If he's healthy, he can change field position in a hurry. I'll say this, and we can throw up the number there. The win total set at 10. And by the way, it's juiced up big time bet MGM on the 49ers to the over at minus 140. So we're headed to 10 and a half. It, they could easily win a Super Bowl. It wouldn't shock you at all. They could go eight and nine. It wouldn't shock you just because even a second, even, you know, Debo Samuel had big time injuries. So there, yeah. there's so many questions. And they can't. And look, Patrick, if they have to play a man-to-man game in the back end, you know, the key for their ability to be successful is to rush four and use Warner speed as their middle linebacker to run and then play zone behind it and really make it hard for the quarterback to have to hold the ball and throw it, not have an easy throw. But if Kinlaw doesn't come through, you know, if Maurice Hurst, who they just took from the Raiders, you know, can D Ford come through? Can any of these young players, Arden Key, who they took from the Raiders, any of those guys, can they come through for them? They need that. They're going to need it. Armstead, Bosa, good. Zach Kerr, not so good. Kinlaw, got to take a giant step up. It, they need six, seven defensive linemen to make this system work effectively. Do you consider... Bosa, who's not good, he's great when healthy. Is that ACL returning from that now a given that he's going to be at the same level or better, or is there some concern there? 
I think you can. I, I do. I think you can. I, I think obviously you've got to be worried about tendonitis. You've got to be worried about swelling. But you would believe that he should come back. And they obviously won't play him in the preseason. They'll keep him fresh. But when he's healthy, you know, he's going to require two blockers at all time. Do you think Garoppolo, it becomes an issue? Or Garoppolo is just like your, your younger son with the raindrops doesn't bother him? Don't bother him. Just literally. Look, he walked into a room as, as a second-round draft pick from Eastern Illinois and sat with Tom Brady, you know, the man responsible for six Super Bowls in heard New England him. that no yeah. one else was there. Have you heard of him? Maybe, you know, I don't think Amal has. The organization. You think Amal's heard of him? It, well, there's, no, Amal's heard of Brady. He's heard of no one else in the organization, you know. He doesn't. He didn't know. There's. There's just Brady. It was Brady. Just oh, that's goes true. Out there. He does like Brady. Yes. And so, uh, and so, you know, when, when he was there, he walked in the room with Brady, no problem. And and Garoppolo's a guy that can shake it off. I mean, the, it's the next play for Garoppolo. It's pretty good about that. He has a really good mentality to do that. And I think he's been challenged, and he is a competitive guy. Jimmy Garoppolo has mental toughness. Now, he doesn't have durability. I'll be the first to tell you that. He gets hurt way too much. But he has mental toughness, and he'll fight through it. Yeah, got something to prove. Young still uh, has a future opportunity to show people, show San Francisco what they're going to miss out on and show people what they can get. I think there's it's a good opportunity division in division. Uh, San Francisco, obviously a great division, plus 190 in division. They're 12 to 1 to win a Super Bowl. But again, their number is set at 10 off a six-win campaign last year as we expand to 17 games. Uh, I wanted to circle back on something you brought up, and that's Tua. Uh, day one of minicamp, five picks. There's a lot to this. Now, we know your thoughts on Tua, but is, is there an overreaction here? It was The weather was inclement. It was raining. Uh, he, he did throw five picks. They were trying to be aggressive. Brissett came in and threw two picks as well. How, what do you take from that? I don't take anything from it. Okay. I don't. I really don't. I, I think, look, it's, you know, guys are going to, that's why we call it practice. If it wasn't, if you're not going to look bad, we would call it rehearsal. We call it practice. So you look bad. You learn from it. It's not rehearsal. We're not getting ready for the play. You know, we're not going to, if we mess up our lines, that's not the worst thing. That's why we're doing it. And so, look, for me, it comes down to, I think the question for Miami is, are they good enough in the offensive line? And they've been drafting offensive linemen. They took Austin Jackson in the first round in 20. You know, they took Solomon Kinley in the fourth round in 20. They took Robert Hunt in the second round in 20. They took Dorham Smith in the fourth round in 18. You know, they signed Matt Skirka from Baltimore as an unrestricted free agent. And then they drafted Eckenberg in the second round in 21. They drafted, you know, they, they've drafted Coleman in the seventh round. So they put resources into this. Are they going to be good enough? Are they going to be good enough? Can they run the ball and keep the pressure off this quarterback? He is short. He doesn't move well. He doesn't have elite skills in any area, Patrick, other than his character and his leadership, which is great. But you got to have elite skills to throw the football. I think they are really questionable whether they're going to be able to match that win total. I, I think it's really, would they be, are they a 10-win team to me? I have a hard time seeing that. You know, Byron Jones is there is really was a disappointment as a corner last year. All the players they signed last year have kind of let them down. They're not there. Byron Jones is one of the few guys, along with uh, Landon Roberts, that they signed that maintained his stature on the team. Everybody else is gone. You know, and they've got to prove that they can play man-to-man -man and they can cover. And with Xavier Howard's on the field, they can do that. But the other guys, I'm not so sure. What's up with Xavier Howard? Is he going to get traded? Oh, 
No, they can't afford to trade him. He's too good. He's their best player. You know, I, I don't know if it's the Byron Jones contract. I mean, they're paying their corners extremely well. He's well compensated. I don't know what his problem is. But, you know, a lot of guys will miss minicamp. But once the regular – once training camp comes in, nobody's going to miss. Just like, you know, this whole Aaron Rodgers $33 million. It'll get resolved. It's thirty. Money will resolve it. Yeah. Not only is it 33 mil, but like you said, he's got to pay back a ton. I mean, when push comes to shove, these dudes want that cash. Nine and a half. So 10 wins last year for the Dolphins. Michael, you just mentioned uh, their season win total. Nine and a half is a little juiced up to the under. In division, they're three and a quarter. Super Bowl odds for Miami, 30 to one. You know Flores a little bit here. It, you said Brissett feels confident, and Brissett's one of those where he's a tweener. Many, he, he, some believe he could be a starter, and some believe he's a really good backup. Uh, Flores. Well, he's going to compete. He's going to give it everything he has to beat him out. He's not just going to accept the clipboard. You know, going back to Howard, I, I think what happens to you when you sign a player like Byron Jones who didn't play well, they gave Byron Jones $82.5 million, right? Howard got $75.2 million, so... Howard's $7 million shorter. So they paid Byron Jones $16 million and a half on an average deal. They paid Howard fifteen. million. Guaranteed, they guaranteed Howard $27 million. Fully guaranteed on Jones, they did $46 million. So you've got to be really careful when you start paying players a lot of money that you don't affect the other player on the team. And I think this is why he's holding out. Flores seems like he's kind of his own thinker. He marches to his own beat. Will he have a short leash with Tua, or will this be an organizational edict? Well, he's going to stand in front of the team, and he's going to say, look, I'm going to play the best players, and he's going to mean it. And that's been what he's trained to do. That He's taken the Belichick program. And I think that because he says that, he's going to have to have – Tua's going to have to earn his respect. He's going to have to earn his – he's got to earn the job. He's not going to be given the job. Now, the front office and everybody in the organization are going to want that. Now, what's going to happen is if that doesn't occur, then Miami's going to try to engage in some kind of Deshaun Watson talks because that's always, that's always the wild card laying out there is what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. That's Miami's backdoor in this whole tour thing. You see the notable holdouts. Stephon Gilmore, a holdout there. We should – you know, he's due to make seven – I mean, the – this is all money. I don't, Jamal Adams, I mean, you know, like, I love Jamal Adams as a linebacker. I don't love Jamal <laughs> You don't Adams love him as a, as, a, as a cover guy. I do. I don't, I think that one's going to come back and hurt him a little bit. He's not going to get more athletic. That's a lot. To, no. I mean, and when you give him a five-year deal with huge money, I mean, where is he going to be in five years? His coverage skills aren't going to be improving. I could tell you that. This is going to move this up. This is what worries you. You you want to keep the good player. It happens in the NBA. You want to keep Kemba Walker for, but you know the long term effects of it, and the short term you lose you lose a little bit. There's no denying that. He's just going to end up being just chilling in the box the rest of his career. I mean, he's not, like you said, he's not going to become. And you said it at the time. They gave up a lot for him. I, I wouldn't have done that. I mean, I get that he fit their defense, but now they can't run that defense. They're not good enough to run that defense. And really what he is is a blitzer. I mean, if you're a team getting ready to play Seattle, you can put Adams in number in jersey 33, but you might as well put him in a 50 jersey because those offensive linemen are going to say he's the Mike. He's the Will. They're not counting him as a safety so he can go on a back and overrun a back. They're going to put him on an offensive lineman that he's got to get blocked by him. That changes the dynamic of everything. 
The Jazz, by the way, are getting bet up here. Looks like we're getting bet up to two. And, yeah, it's, it was one and a half when we got here. Two and a half at a few books Atlanta, now. The Sixers will have steam today, too. Watch it. Steam when, all over the Sixers. When we return, well, they'll be steam in that, in yeah, that steakhouse. Yeah, in Des Moines will be butting this. Uh, yeah. We'll be steam getting a medium rare steak with Bill Berman. <laughs> when we come back, the only guy on the planet that could doubt Bill Belichick. A little surprise. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
Of course, Monday through Friday, right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, following the Lombardi line is the Nuts. Of course, Mike Palm, Amal Shaw, and the boys will be coming up in just 35 minutes. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher from the studios here at the South Point. Of course, the emanation of the Nuts over at the Circa, where right after the show, the boys get in the Speedos and jump in stadium swim. But here's the deal. A little bit earlier today, a benign comment has turned into an absolute earthquake where I don't know what was said about Amal Shaw, who's very talented. Just ask him. And he then wrote back to me, uh, crushing Bill Belichick. We bring Amal Shaw in to defend himself. Amal Shaw won on Twitter. Hi, Amal. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, thoughts on triggering my guy because we went to break and we were going to introduce Wes Reynolds, but Michael Lombardi said, you know, I have one more comment for Mr. Amal Shaw. Uh, were you trolling or do you actually believe what you say about Belichick? No, so uh, do I have to be honest here? I, I like the way this thing has gone so far, so I'd rather not be completely honest. <laughs> do do what works for you, Amal. Go ahead. I want to shift gears. Let's just leave Belichick over here for a second on this. Do you really think the process is working? Do you really think that? <laughs> no, but I will tell you it's a good way to go in the NBA because if you draft a top three player, that's how you're going to change the you know the fortunes of your franchise. If you look at the Lakers get Magic for the number one overall pick. LeBron's the number one overall pick. Jordan's the top three pick. Kevin Durant's the number two pick. Unfortunately, Ben Simmons hasn't worked out, but Joel Embiid's a difference maker. Uh, you know, to me, Ben Simmons, the fact that he's he making a difference, going he's in. really making a difference against Atlanta. He really is. Yeah. I mean, he's really Hawks, done a yes. good job against Atlanta. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. I, I mean, you I know, they're only that. down 3-2. and. But that that's right. You that's right. You get that. I get that. I understand. He's really making a hold, huge hold difference. Hold on a second. Hold, hold, hold on a second. Since I, I know Michael's upset about my uh, Belichick statement, aren't you a Sixers fan? I am. I'm a realist, though. Okay. I think there's okay. a difference. I'm not. A, I'm not Bundy. I, I I I watch it. I've never bought this. For, I've never. I never was a believer of the process. I don't believe – I believe in asset management, but I don't believe the way they approached it. I believe in building a team with culture. I believe in building a team with talented players who work hard. I don't believe in spoiling players and rewarding them with huge contracts before they reach their level of, of performance. So everything organizationally, I don't blame Simmons. I don't blame Embiid. I'm told by people reliable who were at Kansas that Embiid wasn't this way when he was at Kansas. They made him this way. They spoiled him and nurtured him. He's crying after he lost to Toronto. Really, he cried after that. That hurt him so much, he hasn't done anything to improve that game. So I just I think the I think the process is a great PR campaign. I think it's meaningless when you put the draft picks names into what they didn't pick. And the players that they missed and all the things that they messed up, I think it takes talent to evaluate talent. I think good teams can overcome. You know, the Lakers are fortunate because they're in Los Angeles. They can get Anthony Davis without having the first pick. And they can get LeBron without having the first pick in the draft. There's some teams that can. Now, you're absolutely right about that. And I agree with that and everything you said. By the way, Patrick, let me clarify the real thing of my I actually think Bill Belichick is the greatest defensive coach in the history of the game. Uh -oh. The reason why I have disdain for him has nothing to do with his coaching, actually. Michael knows because we've talked about this before. He cut my guy, Bernie Kosar, and it wasn't that he cut him. He said <laughs> diminishing skills. Listen, you can't cut Bernie in Cleveland, okay? He had diminishing skills. He had way diminishing skills. 
But there are certain things from a PR perspective that you he have to take a different He was killing the locker room, Amal. He was That's killing true. the That's... locker room. He would, he would walk around, you know, Belichick doesn't know anything about it. That's why you have that narrative. He doesn't know anything about offense. Meanwhile, he's been instrumental in having one of the greatest offenses. That, that Well, Bill no, doesn't know anything about offense. Okay, why don't you sit down and talk I, with him I've and never, ask him I've never, like, said, I've, never said, I've never said that. Here's what I said. Brady is the reason why Cheeseburger Charlie's gotten paid, why oh, McDaniels no. wasn't a good coach in Tampa, I mean in Denver. All these guys, because Brady, he goes to Tampa. And Bruce Aarons, is he this great of a coach? It's Tom Brady. Belichick, my argument was in eight years without Brady starting more than two games in New England and five in Cleveland, he made the playoffs once. How many guys would last that long? We kill Marvin Lewis for never winning a postseason game. If you win one in eight years anywhere else, you're out of a job. Well, I mean, look, let's let's go back to Cleveland when you were a Browns fan, okay? He took over a team that gave up over 400-yard points. It was one of the worst teams. I was there. I was responsible for a lot of bad decisions when he walked in the building. So he took over a really bad team. And then in the year three, when we were actually good, your man, Kozar, wanted to destroy the team, you know? And we had to make that change. And we ended up going seven and nine. We should have been a 10-win team. And then the next year, we did. And then the following year, we moved the team. Art Modell moved your team. I don't know what to say on that year. Well, I just really quickly, I haven't seen beef between two celebrities since Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather, like Amal Shaw. (laughs) (laughs) Amal Shaw's coming up next on the nuts. I got to get the hell out of here. We're coming back. I'm laughing because I see Bill Belichick as a graphic with his record. I'm all Shaw. This would not be good if we showed it as we welcome you back here. Of course, summertime is the time to update your sports betting wardrobe with some new VEASAN gear. We've got hats, shirts, mugs, the VEASAN logo on it, which is sharp. Also, Father's Day coming up this Sunday. Even if it's late, your dad will love it. Again, cash and tickets is what it's all about. You got sayings like that. It's not... Under till it's over, visit the Beeson store today, Beeson.com slash store. Find the perfect item for yourself or as a gift, it's Beeson.com slash store. So we got cut off there, but uh, that was quite heated. And uh, I put, I took Michael and put him in his corner and I put them all in his corner, of course, as we welcome you back here on a Friday edition of the Lombardi Line. He is Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Here comes Josh Applebaum. Josh doesn't fight with anybody. He's a lover, not a fighter. Market Insights is the podcast, vcin.com slash podcast. Hey, Josh, how you doing today? Patrick, Michael, I'm doing great. Happy Friday. And I think, Michael, uh, what a hit it was, obviously, with the hazmat play with the Bucks last night. But just a quick teachable moment, because I think this is really important, because when you kind of do what we do, we like to look at the market. We like to look at line movement. We like to look at betting percentages. Remember, if you're a pro better, you're betting games based on your own numbers. You're not really concerned about this stuff. But if you want to get a leg up, betting on sports on a daily basis, you got to really lean on data and look for situations where the data jumps out to you. And I think, Michael, one thing we really liked about the Bucks last night is it really was a kind of a perfect spot that really combined a lot of elements that we look for in terms of a value play. So number one, a lot of these tickets uh, in dollar percentages we get from BetMGM. We talked on yesterday's show, the Bucks are only getting about 40% of bets. So right off the bat, heavily bet, contrarian game. You walk into a bar, everyone's got a Durant jersey and a, and a Nets plus the points ticket. 
But remember, they are getting much more money with the Bucks. Bucks only about 40% of bets, but 60% of money. That told us that those bigger wagers there were laying it with the Bucks. Uh, and then also line movement toward the Bucks. You know, it came back a little bit, ended up closing at five. At one point, it got to six, five and a half. So there was a little bit of buyback. But Michael, when you and I uh, try to look for these hazmat plays, I think that's something to keep an eye moving forward. Low bets, higher dollars, line movement. And it's not going to win every single time, but it came up bigly with the Bucks last night. And I think we, we noticed that based upon those discrepancies between bets and money. Now the line movement was always toward the Bucks in that spot last night. Yeah, you know, and I and I think with the line movement and the uncertainty of Harden, the we we know Kyrie's not going to play, and could Durant duplicate what he did? It was going to have to be a one-man show, and, and I think Wes Reynolds made a great point on the show earlier when he said that you know you when you get a game like that, you have a game to adjust to it. You have another game to spend time. Kyrie, uh, you know, Paul George goes crazy. Now this game, he's going to have to figure it out. That becomes the problem, and I think that worked in our favor. I agree. And Josh, another under hitting yesterday. Michael's been hot with those unders. We discussed this. They they adjusted the number to 220. I think it got bet up to 221. Did you see the opener for game what? It's game seven coming up tomorrow night. 215, 215 and a half, which is hilarious how much it's adjusted. Yeah, you're totally right, Patrick. And again, you know, these game six, game seven honors, which we hit on quite a bit, used to be kind of a wise guy trend that they kind of try to keep secret. Public's obviously getting smarter and with the internet and being able to search around for these numbers, you can find a lot of this across the board. But Patrick, you're right. I think this is something that you're dealing with all series long. You start with these 240s, 235s, 230s. I mean, the, the odds makers have been dropping this number every single game throughout the series. On the one hand, you're saying, I'm getting a better number if I want to go over. But it's just tough. You know, when you get to game six, game seven, you typically see these unders cash around 57% of the time. So even though this thing is dropping, 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 Patrick, to me, when you get late in the series and you get this really good late series under, it's almost like an under play or nothing at this point. Okay, fellas, I want to save uh, the games tonight for just a couple of minutes from now. So, Josh, if we could just get a recap of what happened last night, uh, obviously with Tampa Bay and the Islanders there at the Coliseum. So Tampa Bay was the favorite. That was a crazy crowd. Ends up closing five, or did it get up to five and a half? My goodness, I'm, I'm totally spacing. Uh, but a 2-1 win for Tampa Bay, and I know you were on the lightning yesterday. Yeah, I was on the Lightning, Patrick. I know you were too, so it was a good hit there. You did see kind of a line freeze type situation. You know, at one point, you did see the line move a little bit there to the Islanders. A lot of these books did open. You know, Lightning around minus 135-ish, so a little bit late movement there. But I think something that you keep an eye out for uh, is kind of a situational type play, and that's what I felt like you had with the Lightning yesterday because if you were watching this series, and again, if you're betting on sports, watch these games. You know, we bet on them, we look at the line movement, but you are your best scout, and I think Kind of what we saw there is the Lightning sleepwalk through game one. I think they kind of learned something in game two with that big win there yesterday. And then Patrick, you know, if you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning on the road as a road favorite, this epic run that they've had winning the cup last year, they've been really good in this spot. And that was kind of a play where, hey, you're not really going to get the Lightning laying around minus 125 around too often. You had injury concerns, Pajot, Varlamov both played. Uh, but that was kind of why I saw just a, a kind of a value buy low spot on Tampa Bay at that number. Obviously, you need a big goal by Braden Point there. But our guy, he's not just Mr. Football, Mr. Baseball. Mr. Hockey, Michael Lombardi right. had the under there. He cashed that under. Yeah. So let's give some props to Michael. Uh, big underplay. 
Yeah, that was a good play yesterday. I thought that was the right call, too. I think when you look at the defenses, the power plays, when you analyzed all, I thought the under was the right. It, even And it was and it was money was steaming to what? It was going to go to five and a half. Yes, you're right. Five. We thought on the show it might go to five and a half. I thought the under five was the right play. Oh, uh, you nailed it. And it, Yeah, go ahead. Well, when you get in these, these critical games, when you have great goaltending, like they do, I mean, whew, you know, it's it's hard to think it's going to go over. I agree, and you said it. It was 140 on the over, so at BetMGM it was headed to five and a half. But Josh, if you bet the under, you never really sweat that game, that sweated that game because it was the the pace and the way it was being played. And Michael just mentioned two very good goaltenders. It always felt like an under bet there. I'm right there with you, Patrick. And again, you know, the Lightning, they'll kind of play the way you want to play. They can win a high-scoring game. They can go low-scoring. If you're the Isles, you don't want to get into a shootout with the Lightning with so many offensive players. It's like that kind of played to the pace of the game, a really grinded-out type situation. And I would just say, too, you know, betters, as it's kind of a conundrum sometimes, Patrick, because we always talk about, hey, getting the hook, getting the better number. But this thing was back and forth, five and a half to five. You know, you could have taken an under five and gotten plus money, plus 120. But really, the other thing is, would you rather have the five and a half laying a minus 130 so this is the sort of thing where you know you pay more to get the extra hook obviously you would have rather had the under five yesterday because you get a plus money payout but oftentimes especially if you know like 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 let's say the islander score there goes to overtime you know you're guaranteed five you would have pushed if you uh, had gotten the five whereas the five and a half you pay the extra juice you get the winner there so that's just something to keep in mind you'll always see these five and a half fives go back and forth to you as a better it's your preference do you want the hook to pay more or do you want to get a better payout but have kind of the uh, you know the uncertainty of knowing that you might push instead of get a win. Well done, Josh. Okay, when we come back, two NBA picks: Michael Lombardi, Josh Applebaum, an NHL pick tonight. Of course, VGK and I. You may have been recording Market Insights. Did you hear what Michael's doing for the game tonight? Uh, what's he doing? Is he having nope. a party with Bill Berman? What's he, going he, on? Oh, he's having a party. When we come back, I'll let you know where the party's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming up next here. Of course, you can follow Josh at Josh underscore insights. He is at M Lombardi NFL on Twitter. We're at VEASAN Live. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line. heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Sixers Hawks tonight. BetMGM, a dollar wins you a hundred. Either team hits a three. If you use the bonus code over at betmgm.com, Bsin uh, 100. Pardon me, you're going to win a hundred bucks. It's that easy. Visit betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app. Again, new customers, one dollar to win a hundred. Paid for in free bets. 76ers Hawks hit a three. Bsin 100. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, West in Washington, D.C. 1-800-2707-117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Tennessee, call or text Redline 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. As we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line, we'll get to Michael's plans for tonight, but quickly, boys. <laughs> Michael, I know I know you wanted to touch on uh, the Canadians hosting VGK tonight. So series tied at ones. Some news coming in here to Vsin, and that is uh, the interim coach Ducharme, who replaced uh, Claude Julian in February. He's been sent home. Okay, so Montreal's head coach has been sent home due to irregularities following the COVID testing. I don't know if he's going to be there tonight, but obviously that's a storyline to follow here. And we can go ahead and throw the number up for game three coming up tonight in Montreal, as I have it here. Of course, VGK, the better team, the favored team, open 157. I've got it bet up to 165. We've got it sitting 160, Michael, with a total of five. You know, to me, the, the, both one, game one and two ended with exactly five goals. Game three, will, I think, will follow suit. When you break down both teams, they're only allowing 2.3 goals per game during the playoffs. So 
I kind of like the under again here today. I think that the the, the way it, the games go, the goaltending with both teams uh, are the most important players on, on the Canadians and the Knights. So I think the game resides on their shoulders, and they usually play well. I like the under here. Well, you get a little plus money there, at plus 115 at BetMGM on that under five, Josh. Yeah, I think that to me, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to lean over in this one, guys. You know, I've been pushing a lot of these over fives, but one system that I do like in the playoffs so far this year is when this total is at five, you have seen the over go. Uh, it was eight and one. I think now it's eight and three. So you've seen a little bit of uh, kind of maybe we get deeper into these series, maybe some more unders, which plays to Michael's point here. Um, but Michael, I'll throw this at you. You know, if you're on a, do you, if here's a, a betting conundrum type thing, would you rather have the under five and a half, but have to lay a minus 130? Or would you rather take a shot on an under five get a plus money payout to me. That's a, you'll, you'll talk to different betters. And I think they'll give you different answers. I, I think a lot of it is, you know, you know, how good do you feel about price and flurry in this game? I mean, both guys have been the two best goaltenders in the last decade. And I think it's just uh, another chance for them to cement their, their legacies as great goaltenders. So to me, I think what wins, you know, what wins in basketball, right? Great, great point play, point play, great defense. That's why the scores come down. What wins in hockey? Great goaltending. Yep. And I think when you have these two guys, Price and Flory, I think you got two great goaltenders, and then the numbers have backed you up all through the series. I mean, they've averaged 2.3 goals allowed in every game in the playoffs. So that's why, I mean, just doing the simple math, I think I'd love to get five and a half, Josh. There's no denying that. Yep. Would I pay a little price for it? Probably. But I think five, if I could, you know, would be the right number. Yeah, two greats between the pipes, and Flurry would love to have that second goal back the other night. My gosh, he just didn't see it. It went five hole. Um, it's an interesting series, to be honest with you, just because, you know, VGK, the, the confidence here was so high against this Canadian team that almost like there was a vibe of felt lucky to be there, but they're very good defensively and it's going to be a live team. It's going to be a great building. Although now that I'm thinking, Michael, do you know if they're letting, they, they're letting some fans in, I'm guessing vaccinated, but Canada's completely different as far as their allotments. Yeah, they're way different than we are. They are way different than we I'm gonna are. I'm going to look that they up. Have not had the, they have not had the magnitude of the vaccinations that we've had. And unfortunately for them, they're slow to catch up to us. And, you know, they're not going to send their Olympic team to Japan. Australia's not sending theirs because of, they don't have access to the vaccine as much as we do. We should really feel fortunate. I know there's a lot of people that don't want to take the vaccine. They have your own right to do that. But we should feel fortunate as a country that we are so far ahead on this, that we got our lives back, the ones that took the vaccination, to be able to move forward. And if you don't want to do it, that's your own choice. But if you could be in Canada or you could be in Australia where you're struggling, just even if you want to, you're having a hard time getting it. Yeah, I knew it was a small number. It's 3,500 allowed inside, and then there's going to be a ton of fans. It's almost a disadvantage. It's really a disadvantage. I mean, it's a shame. I mean, if you're a Canadian, you know, you, the, the crowd, the emotion of the crowd, I mean, I, I know it's different countries, but to me it's a little bit of an advantage for the Knights. It really is. Especially just, you know, that – barn which is legendary have you just, ever been to the forum? no i've, I've always i've that's like bucket list for me because Mont they care right. so much about hockey there as well and i hear it's just a great atmosphere it's a historic building it's an incredible building just to walk in it you feel you feel the the presence of greatness that has has, has skated on that ice i yep. mean back when they didn't wear when the goalies didn't wear face masks
Yep, 100%. Well, there it is. 3,500 allowed inside today up in Montreal. And five is the total. Michael's going to lean under. Josh leans over. Golden Knights, 160. Canadians coming back the other way, plus 150. Okay, so I teased this. Let's get into the picks. So, so Josh, you know that nobody's more, I mean, nobody watches more 76er games during the regular season and invests time into it than Michael Lombardi. So today we were talking about the elimination game tonight in Atlanta. I said, I, I want to know about your setup. Do you have any superstitions? He said, yeah, my setup is going to be at a steakhouse with Tom Gable and Thomas Gable and Bill Berman. I said, I laughed thinking he was joking. He's like, no, seriously, I'm going to watch it tomorrow on YouTube. I'm not watching the game tonight. I'm out. That is legendary. <laughs> That is straight I'm up out. legendary, I'm Michael. Out. I tip my cap. <laughs> that is so legendary. I just, I, I, I freaking love that. Anyway, let's get don't into the place. Me back in, but I'm out. Yeah, I'm they'll, out. They'll, go ahead, Josh. I he'll can't be peeking. You You'll in. be peeking. I want to, I want to hear your handicap on this. Okay, game. 76ers are laying three. It's been, it's pretty much painted across the board. Three and two twenty one on a total. Josh Applebaum. It has. And by the way, guys, you know, I did see that tweet that just came out from the, the VEASAN Twitter page talking about superstitions. And Michael, I'm with you. Sometimes when these games are so big, hey, well, uh, if, if it's too tough to watch, you can you can do your own thing on this one. But no, I he just don't know. He's me. not superstitious. He's out on the team. He doesn't care about it. He's done. That is <laughs> yeah, a distinction. No he is Pack done. Is completely right. There's nothing to do. I don't have my lucky horn <laughs> or, you know, my mother's mask card in my pocket. Like, there's none of that. Like, I'm not doing that. No, none of that. They don't deserve that, you know. I used to always, you know, if you go to visit, I learned this on, if you visit the grave sites of people you love and you find stones near that grave site, you pick them up, they're supposed to give you good luck. I used to have stones always in my pocket. So, no, no stones for this game. No, he's done. No, Michael, you're the you're the exact opposite of Robert De Niro's character in Silver Linings Playbook. Remember when he sweats the Eagles games? He's got to have the remote this way. He's got to have the, the bag of chips right here. You know, there's just all these different superstitions. You got to have Bradley Cooper put on the uh, the garbage bag there. But, uh, Michael, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm looking at the Hawks here tonight. To me, I think there's a lot of reasons where if you <laughs> want to buy low, go the other way. I'm going to grab the plus three here because a lot of these spots, you know, and again, the Sixers, I think the pressure is really mounting on them. You know, you're not breaking any, you know, it's not breaking news or anything, but you're up two to one. You've now lost two straight. You've had leads in these games that you've blown. I think the Hawks are just playing free. And if you listen to Trey Young, you know, at the end of the game, he's just talking about, hey, we just fight. We're down 20. We just fight. I think that's a good mindset there. And again, the pressure is building. Really, the pressure is on the Sixers, not on the Hawks in this spot. What I like from a data perspective, guys, you know, it's pretty much a line freeze. You had some books that opened Philadelphia minus two and a half that really immediately got up to three. So that could have been, hey, two and a half, let's hit the Sixers there. But really, we're at a point right now where the three is painted, as you like to say, Patrick. And painted is just, you look at every book, it's the exact same minus three across the board. Uh, I don't, and anytime uh, you look at the, the juice too, it also looks like it's liability Atlanta because some of these books intermittently have touched two and a half. I'm seeing some shops that are plus three, minus 115. Then you like Atlanta, you probably want to get the three because this thing may come back down to two and a half. You have seen home dogs so far in round two. It's a small sample, but four and two ATS. Uh, also, Michael, I did see some over money come in here. I like this game six, game seven under trend cash last night, but I just noticed, guys, this total just got one up, one up to 223. I know we're wow. showing 221 and a half on the board, but it looks like some steam just hit that over there, Michael. But I'm going to grab the points. It's you walk into a bar. Everyone's got an Embiid's jersey. Michael, Gambler's Fallacy says Sixers can't possibly lose tonight. I'm going to take the loose team with a line freeze plus three. I know you're not watching the game, but what do you think? <laughs> 
I'm with you. I'm taking the loose team too. I think the pressure's all on Philly. I think the, the it'll they'll squeeze. I think they'll play good in the first quarter. I would like the Sixers in the first quarter to get out to the lead. I think Atlanta really doesn't care because Atlanta knows coming down the home stretch that there'll be no gas left in the tank, and the Sixers will just will, will, won't be able to handle the pressure. And I think if they're up eight in the fourth quarter, they won't be able to close it out. I mean, they just know they won't be able to. And so I'm with you. I, I think this is. I think look, there's a lot of you know conspiracy theories on while the NBA wants a game seven. Well, the NBA might want a game seven, but Philly, you know, the greatest home court team in the NBA, you know, they've lost already two home games. That doesn't guarantee a game seven. They're have a hard time on the road, particularly in Atlanta. I like Atlanta, and I like the under a little bit here. I just think Philly won't shoot well. Okay, let's get a quick pick in. Then we got to say goodbye to a friend here. Uh, the Jazz at the Clippers, Michael. The Jazz are laying two and a half and a total of two twenty and a half. I'm going to just, I mean, I just think what, what Wes Reynolds said is right. I think you got time to adjust to the Paul George game, but the trend is really Los, Los Angeles. I do see that. I'm going to take the Clippers and lay the points. There you go. Josh? I'm right there with you, Michael. Yeah, I think if you like the Hawks, you probably like the Clippers. They're in very similar situations. Contrarian home dogs playing with some momentum, playing loose. Clippers here, guys, this open minus two. Uh, at sometimes it's gotten down to one and a half. It's back to two, and I even see some two and a halfs out there. I think that's probably just on the news of Mike Conley working towards a return. Mitchell's still questionable with his ankle. I mean, it's all hands on deck. You expect all these guys to play. But I just like this spot with the Clippers. There's another situation of the public says, Jazz are great. There's no way Mitchell loses tonight. Clippers at home getting points, a really contrarian spot. I'll take the plus two and a half there. Ideally, you get the two and a half and see it fall down to two. Then you're going to really feel good about it. Okay, Josh, Michael, you both know Tom, our engineer, who's done an amazing job. Tom's moving on to another venture. We're going to miss him deeply. He's a professional, a very great dude, and we're going to miss Tom. So thank you, Tom. I know you guys. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Tom, and good luck in your next venture. We're going to miss you here at VSIN. Uh, Josh with the smile. Good luck tonight. Michael, I hope the steak is good. Enjoy it. They'll be medium rare. Yeah, we'll have it. It'll be good. Don't worry, Patrick. Enjoy those Hawks. Let's go Hawks. See you tomorrow morning. The Knots is next. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 